says the Raven, nevermore. Hey, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. Hello, hello. <laughs> and the disembodied spirit of my best friend, Derek. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, Derek is choosing to spend his birthday not podcasting. Um, Weird. I don't know why yeah. he do that, but yeah. okay. <laughs> um, but we're going to... Um, graciously give him the the day off and handle this episode ourselves so this is new release a tv and sometimes movie podcast where each week we watch something new and then decide if we want more nice we'll fill in the (laughs) blank action there ashley what episode number is this 185 Anything ringing a bell for that number? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty inconsequential. Um, but we have 15 episodes till 200. Ooh, nice. I wonder that. what we're going to land on with the 200th episode. Yeah, is that even this year? What's the math on that? Um, mm, 15, 15 episodes, 15 weeks. So we'll be in January. Okay. Yep. Well, <laughs> when we get there, it'll be monumental, no <laughs> doubt. This week, we are going, we're super excited to be um, talking about the new Netflix series that we'll get to in a minute. But um, we got to do a quick look back at what we've been watching for the last few weeks. Previously on new release, we've discussed such shows as, what do we got? The Changeling. Did you finish it? Nope. No more progress. I've come to a, come to a, screeching halt because there's new stuff to watch yeah yeah and it's like the 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 conveyor belt of shows trudges <laughs> on and the changeling stays the same stays stuck in the misty island off the east river or whatever so no yep. have not returned okay. and um what about Wrexham? you keeping up with that oh yeah yeah Are two you? a week one a week because now they're doing one release okay one episode. Yeah, that's not a lot. Um, I haven't watched any more. As I mentioned last week, I've been occupying my lunch hour with disc golf and that came to an end. Well, I have half of a round left to watch <laughs> today um, and then it'll have come to an end for the season. Nice. Because then, then you can go back to Wrexham. Will you go back? Then, oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, it's the perfect amount of um, time and the perfect kind of thing to watch midday where I don't feel like I need to put it on my projector and yada yada. Well, the episodes are longer. I think that's why they only did one. So it's like an hour or 45 minutes. Oh, really? Or something. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place. That's so weird. Yeah. Maybe they just had some short ones at the beginning and then they're like, well, this, did, I don't know. But yeah, the last one was pretty long. So I mean, that's ready. It's more like if it's coming out on a streaming service, which technically it's not, it comes out on fx and then Mm -hmm. is immediately available on hulu usually that forces them to stick with conventional lengths like but maybe they're either doing half hour um tv time slot or hour you know then minus commercials because if you're watching like a netflix doc or something they'll just do whatever they they'll break it up wherever (laughs) they want because they don't have to worry about kind of like a time slot so I'm kind of surprised that Wrexham has been this variable. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I like it because it's so it's too quick for me. So I like it when it's a little bit like 45 minutes instead or 50 minutes. Totally. 
Uh, well, I'm, I'm again, I almost saw like an article about it the other day. I'm still in the dark as to how their season is going right. to turn out. So I'm excited to learn with the rest of the world. Um, <laughs> as no, with the rest of like what must be a small percentage of viewers. Doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, um, unlike last year where it was pretty new for everyone. So that's Wrexham. Um, American Horror Story. Now, obviously, no. you're not watching any more of that. Um, I didn't even read the recap this week because. Oh again, no! <laughs> I don't know what. Like, how many, how many new shows are you watching or keeping up with on a weekly basis? I mean, basically, whatever we have for the podcast plus Wrexham. Yeah, and then we restarted The Office. So. <laughs> yeah, and that's you just watch, you know, at your leisure, whenever. whenever. Yeah. yeah, usually it's just Wrexham, um, and then since it's football season, football. What and about football. like? <laughs> w- w- yeah, what about eighteen eighty eight or any kind of like longer narrative stuff? No, I started the Golden Bachelor. <laughs> oh God, yeah. which I've never even I've <laughs> never really been into the Bachelor shows, but I thought this one would be different, and it is because they're all older, and it's actually really sweet. So that's cool. That. I mean, make putting like a different more wholesome spin on it might, yeah it's might less be trashy which i like and it's all about and it, i i there's been two episodes released and i've watched both of them and they both make you cry so you know <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah well it's just a Maybe lot of people talking about emotional. their past well it's that and they're talking about their past relationships of like oh i met my high school sweetheart and then he passed away we were married for like 50 years and now i'm like looking for love again it's just very it just seems really genuine so it's a little bit different there's there's occasionally movies like um book club and um i don't know i'm i'm trying to think of like what's book was, club <laughs> a movie for old people no like <laughs> um sadly uh typically a certain aged person especially women like age out and i know this is focused on the male but obviously the majority of the the contestants are women like you kind of age out of hollywood appeal yeah. Um, and like commercial demographics. So it is definitely a sweet and earnest um, gesture to share the story. Like somebody that's having their um, second or third or like a, a romance that would never be like material for Hollywood storytelling typically. Um, right. It would just get kind of like ignored. Um, yep. <laughs> that they're focusing on that is, is nice. Yeah. I think it's really sweet. Something different. I mean, Obviously, I don't know if like next year they'll do the same kind of thing or it'll go back to being young people, but it's nice that's a little bit different. And he's he's seventy one, I think, or something like that. So like around her parents' age, which is pretty cool. And he's just trying to find love. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> well, keep us posted on that. Um, maybe I, I I feel like I did read an American Horror Story recap, but nothing about it really jumped out at me other than just like it's fully like gone into cult um supernatural territory with what she knows about the pregnancy and like there's all these ominous signs and and whatnot Mm. but she's just choosing to focus on the positives that she is pregnant there was some kind of like vanishing twin syndrome now that i think about it where oh Maybe the reason she appeared not pregnant was because a pregnant. I'm sure this is based on very real scientific um, medical uh-huh. information, but it sounds like they at least reference a real condition where um, I know, like, I, I know you can have twins and one of them can subsume 
to put it nicely the other one mm, yeah. um <laughs> and uh in this case maybe it's like one was hiding and the other <laughs> and oh it emerged gosh. but obviously with very extreme um interference from supernatural forces mm. so i think yeah the, one of my oh i was say one of my ahead. friends is i think she was a quad and then it became they're just twins so two of them didn't make it and two of them did yeah it's uh, it's one of these things like munchausen's where all of a sudden there's like four you know movie or tv references to to something like seems like the craziest thing you ever heard and then like it it pops up in multiple shows there was like an hbo show sharper objects i think it was called that i loved that Uh was about munchausen by proxy and then there was another one like ran did you did you watch that where the girl was Uh like in a wheelchair and trying to escape her own house because she had been like confined there. Oh shit. No, I did not yeah. watch that. Um, and maybe another one too. Um, so it's just weird when that kind of some very specific under known illness gets um, disproportionately represented in pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> um, but maybe we'll get more vanishing twin stories, whatever that is. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it for previously on i think any other um random things you've been watching mm, nope that's it okay, okay i had my second um shocktober showing this one was it better my place it was much better yeah <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> yep i decorated the yards so and now i have webs and giant spiders everywhere nice. um, so that was fun and had some people over last friday for a very insane japanese um like haunted house movie that like has mixed um psychedelic surreal effects it's just like okay. it's hard to describe but it's just there's some there's like floating um heads there's like the background will turn into like a multicolored kaleidoscopic landscape there's just um there's a cool cat that oh. um <laughs> appears there's some over-the-top gore um it's called house from 1977 it's it got... wasn't remade for america like that's not connected to the other house is it no i love that movie house from the the 80s there's a whole series of uh of them which is like based on the trope of um a family moving into a, a house that was built on a native american burial ground Mm-hmm. and then all kinds of crazy stuff happening but but no connection or anything no so. connection i would say the like ridiculousness of both is is a common thread like some of the effects in the american movie house are similarly um absurd to yeah <laughs> japanese house but um yeah, house goes way further the the Japanese one. <laughs> okay. So, as Japanese recommend. horror typically does. Yeah, like yeah. But I recommend had a great um a great little gathering for that, and I think I'm going to be having a Halloween party as well. Oh, at your house? Yep. Nice. You're announcing you it you... here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone will come to Drew's house. Um, <laughs> are, do you think that your area is going to allow trick or treaters? I feel like it's like a pretty like family. I think so, actually. Yeah, this is like, I mean, I live in a single level house on a residential street and every all the houses are very approachable. And are they decent, decorated? A decent number of them are decorated. Cool. There's actually this um event that is uh, about 
three quarters of a mile away called Nightmare on Taylor Street, which is more, yeah. I don't know if it's, it's not necessarily like a trick or treating thing. Maybe it is. It's like um, thousands of people come to the neighborhood to walk through this like um, extravagant Halloween Whoa. celebration. So also we'll be going to that and either leaving, you know, candy out or maybe mm-hmm. getting to see um, uh, some trick or treaters before we go to that. Awesome. That's been cool. Yeah, so Halloween is in full swing. Um, I saw the new Taylor Swift concert film. Over you the did? Yeah. <laughs> did you dance and sing like everyone else? Um, there were like kids running up and down the aisles a little bit and singing. It was a three thirty showing at the Science Museum here, OMSI, okay. which is a really cool um screen to see it in. It's like was it like IMAX then? It's an IMAX um size curved super tall screen um and the seating goes like aggressively um uphill stadium style it's like so you're sitting like um your knees are like on someone's back i mean it's not it's not tight it just goes up like because of the height of the screen really really um quickly yeah Um, did you like the kids running around and stuff or were you like annoyed or you just like it was the right amount i mean it was kind of funny because they would just be like probably needing to get out of their seats because it's three hours and you know so they would go like roll around on the floor and then go back <laughs> to their seats <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't imagine like the parents trying to keep them still for that whole time um mm-hmm. but it wasn't like it wasn't super crowd involvement heavy overall okay. did um, you dress up uh not exactly no i started to wear pieces of my halloween costume for um this upcoming halloween. are you gonna be taylor swift <laughs> no i'm gonna be oh. drew barrymore but oh, oh okay <laughs> from screen <laughs> nice nice <laughs> yeah. so um i had elements of that um costume going on but Perfect. yeah it was it was it was fun and um we'll get into i wanted to bring that up because i haven't watched a ton of our feature presentation yet um but yeah, what are we? Why don't we get into it? What are we talking about this week? Sure, we're talking about the fall of the House of Usher. Um, basically, it's a family, the Usher family, and it's their history, and everyone's dying. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Pretty much sums it up. Let me let me play <laughs> a little clip here. Roderick Usher, your family is a collection of stunted hearts. Whose time has come? Who are you? Consequence. And tonight is consequential. Ooh. Oh, okay. I'll stop ah! there. <laughs> <laughs> the sound uh, effects are so good. <laughs> yeah. Sound quality in general. I we usually i mean we always watch at least one episode of something um but and then decide you know if we want more i feel like for this show um we really need to establish some ground rules of how much we've watched and how much we're talking about so i just kind of want to get that out of the way up front how how much did you watch um all of it (laughs) no no i just watched the first two episodes Okay, perfect. So we're on the same page. I mean, I think it's been out. I mean, I know it's been out since last Thursday, and I don't think very many people stopped at one. So I think we're safe to talk about 
the crazy ending to the second yeah. episode oh because um that was where the show went up another level for me it was everything i expected from a mike flanagan show mm-hmm. exquisitely written and performed conversations between characters with yeah. a brief moments of like subtle you know um uh imagery that was that was uh scary Uneasy. in the background yeah yeah yep. <laughs> people oliver um friend of the podcast was like he kind of does this thing where there's something lurking in the background a lot, right? And I'm like, uh, yeah, that was his signature <laughs> signature move from the Hill House shows, yeah. I feel like. And Midnight um, Mass, where you're just like waiting yeah. for something. And then sometimes it doesn't happen for like three episodes. Well, you're waiting for this dude to <clears throat> tell a story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for eight episodes. And yet somehow um, it's riveting. I mean uh i'm glad okay so i'm glad we watched the same amount i mean what what grabbed you first about about this show well i love that a lot of the characters are from his other shows so it's usually would be like unrecognizable characters but now we've seen them in like midnight mass and midnight club um i didn't really watch the haunting of hill house but i uh, there's probably characters from that and this one i imagine like maybe the mom or something um but it's very good i just love the way he tells stories and it's yeah. really interesting. The character, like the dialogue's really good. Um, you don't really know what to expect. And you just and I like the flashbacks and like hearing like the whole story of the family is very interesting. So I'm pretty hooked on it. Yeah, and it's not a spoiler to say um there are six kids in the Usher clan and all of them are dead at the start yep. of the, <laughs> the series, but then of course it's told through flashbacks told through the framing device of um what's the main usher Roderick. Roderick, yeah so he's like he calls the um police no i guess he calls like the the lead prosecutor of the um case against the ushers mostly stemming around like their mistreatment of um misrepresenting and um all sorts of legal issues around their pharmaceutical company yeah. um it has nothing to do with like the deaths necessarily it's 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 all about like their well, the deaths you know, of other people because of the innocent people <laughs> drugs m- yeah, yeah uh, drug addicted people it's about the opioid crisis more or less um mm-hmm. they're like kind of surrogate um um uh, poster family for creating a crisis like that um yeah. creating and marketing some highly addictive um painkiller without you know uh publicizing any of the side effects and clearly manipulating and lying about <laughs> um yeah. the different trials and things like that so so there's that going on but he calls the cop over and he's just gonna like pour him some ridiculously expensive whiskey <laughs> and tell him a story for the next four days yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're gonna like watch him tell that story with through flashbacks it's it's like such a cliche device but mike flanagan's writing and the performances it doesn't matter (laughs) make it work yeah like but does it matter to you that you know everyone's gonna die no yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and i mean there's enough surprises obviously in the execution of the executions Mm -hmm. um starting with well well ending in insane fashion with the final sequence of Harry. episode two yeah. yeah well yeah i mean do you want to describe what happens at 
in episode two? Um, ba- back or, yeah. sure. So basically, I think he's the youngest of the ushers. Um, Prospero. Perry is the like oh. the kind of the, like the 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 dad, the, the lame dad, basically ponytail. Yeah, and the really smart daughter. Okay, so Prospero wants to throw this like rager of a party where it costs like ten or twenty thousand dollars just to get in, and it's like super super secretive at this warehouse at his comp at his dad's like old pharmaceutical labs that was shut down. Um, and so he decides to throw this party. And everyone's having a really good time. It's going to turn into like this crazy orgy that he, want, he wants to happen. There's all these drugs. And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> everyone starts to like, certain people start to like leave, like the bartenders and stuff just start to like exit. And you're like, what's going on? Like, this is strange. And his whole plan is to have like at a certain time, the water come down from the ceiling. And that's when things get <clears throat> really crazy, but yep. a little crazier than he expected. And it turns into an acid bath and kills everyone. They melt together. And it's the wildest scene in a movie I've seen for a very long time. <laughs> like, I agree. I mean, oh, it, it reminded me of Ghost Ship, which Ooh, is the opening yeah. of that movie, where like the way the ship, um, lot the like lines from from the shale sails and parts of the ship basically just bisect and and dissect every everyone on board. Um, in except one for the little mass, girl. Yeah, yeah. In one mass killing, this is much goopier, much <laughs> um, <laughs> much more graphic. Uh, mm-hmm. much like more drawn out in a lot of ways because like um it takes a little bit i mean it happens very quickly but it there's still movement and people like yeah trying to crawl around mm, while their, so their skin has melted off mm-hmm. um yeah it's he like all the characters in the show are insanely kind of like entitled um horrible people for the most part i mean either they work directly for the pharmaceutical company and are kind of covering things up um there's a guess like some extended members of the family there they also he has five he has six kids with four or five different um wives right five different wives yeah partners i don't even know if they were married um and like Prospero gets sort of ostracized from the rest of the family because that was he was like the result of a, a one night stand or a fling. Yeah, um, they call him like the bastard of the bastards or something. Like, he's yeah, and and he's the youngest, and so he's trying to pr- everyone. It's this hyper competitive family where they have to do like a Shark Tank pitch <laughs> to the 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 um. It's 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 also like the sister in the family is equally powerful. Um, mm-hmm. if not more than Roderick. It's just we're kind of he's the one telling the story. So he's uh, the lead figure, but she's lurking in the background. She's still alive as well. Yep. Um, and she's the one that is kind of like pulling a lot of the strings with the company and everything. Um, even more so than than him. Yeah. So yeah, the family dynamics are messy <laughs> and mm-hmm. the like when when Prospero goes to like convince his step sister to come to the party, is that what she would be? Oh uh, yeah. Perry's yes. wife. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like disgustingly, I don't know, um, uh, hilarious and, and, and gross, <laughs> like, like dialogue of him describing what the party is going to be like, it's yeah. the show. It's everything a show like American horror story would want to be like mm-hmm. taking it, to these extremes but it's but it actually works. 
yeah, artful and well written. And there are it's because it's a modern setting. There are certain aspects of it, like the way that the um one of the daughters who kind of runs the marketing side mm-hmm. of the firm, like she she looks like she's in a different like futuristic tech like yep. um setting. It's not even really um that that was like some of that shininess reminded me the most of a lesser production like American Horror Story. But mm-hmm. overall it all comes together uh nicely and I don't really have any quibbles <laughs> with the yeah. show so far. Yeah, me neither. And I it's interesting to point out now at this before all the six kids die, they have a trial and there's and they talk about how there's gonna be like a there's gonna be an informant in the family. And so they have like this crazy dinner, like elaborate dinner, and they basically say, Hey, we'll give you fifty million dollars if you can figure out who it is. Yep. So they're all auto so from the beginning they're pitted against each other. So it's very, very knives out in that respect. Yeah. And the tone yeah. is kind of jokey. Um, they're all witty and like, you know, so smart and and like competent. I mean, even like Prospero for all his his um decadence and and you know uh, just kind of indulging in in drugs and everything he wants to do. He's still like whip smart. Um, oh yeah. And so it's just these like hyper intelligent, hyper competent people um facing off against each other. Also like well I, I shouldn't say like succession because a lot of the kids in succession are fuck ups, but mm. it's also written equally well. Um, so that it's even if they're fucking up, they're entertaining to spend time with. Their charisma comes from the writing, even though they're terrible people. Yep. So <laughs> it's like if this was a show that wasn't well written, you just wouldn't want like like the the boyfriend character in American Horror Story. Sorry to keep mm-hmm. harping on that. There's like no redeeming on screen qualities like they don't need redeeming personal qualities they need to be interesting to spend time with because they're so smart and clever and like the dialogue is just hilarious like Mm. (laughs) hilariously dark um so it's got all of that going for it and yeah it's got these like these super twisted family dynamics they bring out um, there was a, sp- a specific scene that I <laughs> I thought you would like because they have <laughs> <laughs> like uh, one of the the wife I think of Perry yep. is preparing like a legal book and that comes out at the dinner and it turns out that it was a piece of cake yeah, I thought she, yeah. <laughs> and then she brings out like a Starbucks cup mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's also a piece of cake like, let me guess so. it's cake too <laughs> <laughs> perfect confluence of your favorite um shows on Netflix. Right. <laughs> I I don't even I feel like Netflix does a lot of winky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and that might not be a coincidence at all that they they're, they're yeah. just doing like a winky like tie in to a <laughs> another show of theirs. But it's um, just so or, like off the wall that that's like part of this show. It's so, so funny. Yeah, it, exactly. There's that's that's just an example example of like it can be really like the heaviest subject matter ever and have an episode that ends in a bath where hundreds of people just dissolve into the floor of the dance, the dance floor orgy, but it could be very funny (laughs) in the same episode. episode. Or if it's not trying to be funny, I'm just like, like giggling inside at how delicious the conversations are. I don't, I don't, Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to describe. Um, 
in some of his other work, it's been about faith and about um, uh, his, uh, Mike, I was reading that for Midnight Mass, which I know both mm. of us really liked. Love it. Yeah. That was, that was not an adaptation. It was, um, there was a fake book that appeared in the um, movie Hush that Mike Flanagan made with his oh. wife, Kate Siegel, who's in this show. I didn't well. know he did Hush. Oh, yeah, that okay. was like one of his first movies. So he made that with um with his wife. And there's a book that appears called Midnight Mass, like on the shelf. Or maybe it's one oh, of the books nice. she's written because she's an author, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he adapted that fake book into the show. And that's probably the the storyline that's most personal to him because he um, got sober after, um you know, back and forth relationship with alcohol or alcoholism and he also uh, converted or lost his uh, catholic faith and became an atheist <laughs> so oh, i didn't know that yeah very much working wow. through those things in um midnight mass and then this he's taking you know a classic gothic horror story from edgar Allan poe from mm-hmm. i looked it up er- a minute ago from the early well, from 1830s and setting that in a modern, you know, family dynamic with modern societal problems like a you know, like opioid addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never yeah. read The Fall of the House of Usher. Did you read it? I've, I've re- yeah, I've read quite a bit of Poe, but it's it's one of the it's it's like old enough to make a lot of it harder, <laughs> hardish <laughs> to read. Understand. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's just has its own um cadence like the raven and stuff like that it's like it's very interesting to read but i forget some of the the plots sometimes because of we've seen so many adaptations it's been like recycled so much that the source material um is probably what i'm least familiar with but i don't yeah and i'm in this one specifically i don't i don't know if i ever read the original story Mm -hmm. and i know they have like the character like lenore in this show and they have a raven at one point and there's like ties to Poe throughout the whole thing. Yeah, each episode title is mm-hmm. like a specific Poe work. It's well, at least for the first two. And yeah, they're kind of like it's gonna be bouncing around from character to character and kind of, you know, um guess mostly going in order, but also not like the tone and the um focus of each episode seems like it's probably gonna shift a, a, mm-hmm. a bit. Um so yeah, I mean, it's I one of the best things I've seen since Midnight Mass, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very, very good. And I had my hopes pretty high, so I'm glad it's not disappointing. <laughs> yeah, and it, there was no point where I was disappointed up to the end of episode two. But mm-hmm. like I said, when it ended with such a over the top like gore fest, yeah, it went up to another level because. I feel like Hill House was scary. Midnight Mass at times. Midnight Mass had a similar thing where when the the demon actually shows up, mm-hmm. it like went to another level. Like yeah. and someone gets Ugh. like um ripped apart in the church or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. happens exactly. I was like, okay. Cause that was that it was, was like a, a massacre in burn. the church and they like close all the things and kill everyone. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that happened like further into the Midnight Mass mm-hmm. um uh story arc. And there were even more long, drawn out conversations about about faith and and stuff. Which, again, like now at this point, I'm I'm 
um, going to give the show a lot of leeway um, to to do that kind of thing. But I, if we were also going to get the satisfaction of <laughs> of violence in action on top of that, um, then it might be it might be the best thing yet. We'll see. Yeah. Ah. So does that lead us to the question? <laughs> yeah, might as well um, answer the question in a straightforward way as possible. Do we want more of of um, the fall of the House of Usher? Yeah, I'm going to probably watch them tonight. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, that's why I brought up Taylor Swift because I was planning to watch more yesterday, but then it had been a long day and I just put on football as a passive a passive thing to watch versus this which is the opposite of what i was describing with Wrexham. i needed to be dark outside i needed to be <laughs> i need to be like fully focused and and make kind of like my whole evening about it so i've also been watching it with um friend and husband of the show isaac and he really likes it too he was really big into midnight mass so i was like you should watch this one too and see if you like it so we've been watching it together and he's, yeah, he's not, not a big fan of horror or scared being scared so what is what um what draws him into it? Is it is it the writing and the performances? Yeah, he likes the dialogue a lot. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's like not something that I mean, obviously Succession was one of the most celebrated shows um in a long time, and we've been getting prestige, well written TV for a long time. But I I feel like Mike Flanagan pushes the envelope further than most with mm-hmm. um monologues and and long drawn out um things like that 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 wouldn't necessarily wouldn't have been featured in tv um 10 years ago right yeah you'd and you don't get bored with them you just like sit there and like wow this is so well written that yeah. <laughs> you're like immersed into it um sweet yeah, so, so more for me as well more. how Yay. quickly do you think you're gonna um go through finish it? it yeah um i mean they're pretty long episodes and i i like his shows so much i don't want to like binge it so I don't know how long it's gonna take me. Okay. But, yeah. No promises. Yeah, I I imagine I'll probably watch you know like t- in two episode bursts. It, it won't be more than a week or two, but <laughs> <laughs> it 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 Oliver finished it over the weekend. So. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Wow. There's definitely that. There's definitely that route you can go, but mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to watch more. Um, what else? So each week when we watch a show or a movie, we take something from that and we sell it in our new release gift shop. We, oh, we didn't a- do our new segment. Oh, movie or show. <laughs> so would you like to see the fall of the house of Usher as a movie or keep it as a show? I, I only brought that up because like basically could this, uh, could any of his shows work as movies or do you, you would lose in my opinion, I don't. I think that they're way better as shows because that's how you get such rich like character development, and you get all this time for monologues. Whereas a movie like Hush doesn't have doesn't have much dialogue because of no. the premise. Um, but yeah. like, it it just has to stay on the on track with like a um uh, with plot versus character development mm-hmm. and. Plot is almost secondary to a lot of these other shows, um, and so I would say no. I mean, this this show format seems perfect. For yeah, them. I don't know how you'd fit all that in within a movie and to have still have the same like effect on people. So, I'm also show. Okay, cool. So he's doing well. He's doing a good job. 
not making it into a movie. <laughs> um, okay, so what are we going to sell from The Fall of the House of Usher? We have some things like a chocolate crucifix. We have a Mr. Suppository. Um, a new release, <laughs> a new release football kit, um, a folklore book, and some other things. What should we take from the show? Yeah, I know so we've far candles before, but it'd be cool to have like a body candle that like melted away and then be like bloody and skin and stuff. But yeah, I was gonna say so far. I mean, the most memorable thing is is the acid bath mm-hmm. and something connected to that could certainly work i mean they do sell pharmaceuticals but we've probably got our hands full with approvals and whatnot with with all the ones we have in currently in our drug pipeline um (laughs) so so yeah um i I think a a candle kind of harkens back to the 1800s (laughs) for the source material so yeah i think we should do like a, a body candle that you light and then it sheds away the layers of the flesh and then it turns into blood. Sheds layers <laughs> of flesh to reveal blood. Okay. Uh, yeah, flesh candle. <laughs> um, All right. So, what do we have coming next week, or this whole month? I mean, there's so much going on for Halloween. Yeah, we we mentioned a couple last week that we could revisit um, Goosebumps if we want something a little lighter. Yeah, came out last Friday the thirteenth. Suburban Screams, the John Carpenter show. He's been doing a lot of press for it. So I've seen some fun um, like interview recaps and info from that. But I haven't seen anything particularly good about the show. Okay. Um, so there's that. Um, and then I, I found a late um, yep. <laughs> entry that has an awesome catchy name I'm on. and uh, yeah, not much else. It. Okay, so you're probably you're you're not going to need much convincing for no. Slother House. No, not at all. I'm, <laughs> I actually sent that to my friend. She loves sloths, and I was like, "You should watch this." And I was like, weeks ago when I heard about it. Yeah. So I'm down to watch it just because it's like so silly. Okay, so yeah, I've had like over the summer, multiple people text me this. Um, Jamie, of course, will yeah. um, be excited to watch this as well. So it hits all the horror quadrants. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> it might be dumb. But that's okay. Yeah, probably. But um, that's you're not expecting it to be like incredible. Yeah. So we watched Totally Killer, by the way, over the weekend, oh, and, and didn't I didn't love it. No. Oh, I didn't yeah. really like Freaky that much. So I feel like I don't know if I'd like Totally Killer. I think Freaky was way better. Um, oh wow. Okay. Bummer. Yeah, I I mentioned like a bunch of different movies that inspired it, but I mean it's ba- it's more Back to the Future than anything. Um, oh. Back to the Future meets a slasher movie. It's a bad version of detention oh. which is a movie i love okay um if you've seen that I where there's not. time travel and there's there's <laughs> a, a killer on the loose and they're just like mashing up a bunch of movie teen movie tropes and everything else but yeah totally it was a, it wasn't like bad it was just mm-hmm. a letdown um for mm-hmm. me so okay. well uh, here's here's a little teaser for slother house Did you see the look in her eye? She's like a cute turkey. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, so, I'm in. <laughs> it's like a um, house bunny meets no. <laughs> Perfect. There's there's a girl that's trying to you know up her standing in the sorority house, and no better way to do that than with a uh, killer sloth, sloth by herself yeah. by her side. Yeah, <laughs> an alpha Perfect. an alpha sloth. <laughs> so yeah, that's next week. That's on Hulu. So um, Hulu Scream. I think they're wait is that what it is? No, Hulu Ween. <laughs> is there? Yeah. Is there? I like how they have the. They have scary, medium scary, and then very scary. I mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with all the the categories that things fall into there, but um, I appreciate the effort on their interface. Too. So, what does Sloth or House fall under? Yeah, we'll have to we'll we'll save that for next week. I'll I'll okay. try to figure out. I'll do a little detective work and see which Perfect. one it it falls into. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say not the highest one, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's Slother House that's coming next week. In the meantime, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast by searching "New Release Podcast" on Apple or Spotify or any other podcast platform. Ashley, that's a grilled cheese melt. <laughs> <laughs>